This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hi there. Welcome to Marketing Jam. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs. The following interview is a part of a series of interviews recorded at the DX3 Digital Marketing and Retail event hosted in Toronto, where we were lucky enough to chat with some of the most interesting people from the biggest brands in Canada and around the world. I hope you enjoy it. My name is Sal. I'm the managing content producer at TIFF, uh, which um, my, my role is basically uh, in three parts to oversee uh, TIFF's promotional content, our original content, and our internal service-based content. Um, so we run a studio uh, that uh, has a media arm in it. Um, we have a podcast network that's covered by that media arm. We have an editorial site uh, where we publish original content articles related to film culture every day. Um, we have a social network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And um, we have a, a video network as well where we're publishing uh, what I like to think of as like behind the best behind the scenes content and DVD extra kind of content that you'll find out in the world with the hottest filmmakers today talking about how they made the moments, the magic movie moments in their movies happen. So um, yeah, we, we, this is all pretty new for TIFF. Um, we got it off the ground three years ago and um, we've been like an internal startup that's turned uh, into an agency um, over the past couple of years and we are now yeah, publishing across the board uh, with, with different types of content every day. We've grown our audience um, by over 150% wow. in, in the past few years, and our engagement is up 1,500%. Um, so yeah, we've had a tremendous increase in engagement as well, and that's something that this uh, studio is really focused on, which is ultimately extending TIFF's brand into the digital space. That's amazing. And those that don't know what TIFF stands for, what does it stand for? for? It's the Toronto International Film Festival. Thank you for asking. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what is that? What, what does that look like? So th it's a good question. What uh, what TIFF looks like um, maybe seven years ago was the big event in September yeah. and then a smattering of small events that most people had not really heard of year-round. Yeah. Um, seven years ago, we opened the TIFF Bell Lightbox uh, in downtown Toronto, which is a movie theater. Yeah. Um, and we became a year-round institution the day that that opened. Um, through that institution, we have exhibitions. Mm. We run. We have five movie theaters where we, we have new releases playing every day. Right. We also have historical cinematech programming mm. of amazing films from the past. We try to celebrate uh, not just um, you know auteur filmmakers from America or Europe, but all over the world. Yeah. We are an international institution. Um, and then outside of that, we also run three other. Um, festivals, smaller than our September yeah. festival, but focused on niches. So we have TIFF Kids, which happens yeah. uh, starting in a week from now in March, mm -hmm. over March break every year. Um, we have TIFF Next Wave, which yeah. is uh, a free festival for um, 14 to 25 yeah. year olds. It's focused on youth um, and activism in, in, in youth circles. And that happens in February over uh, their spring break kind of reading week timeframe. Um, uh, and we have Canada's Top 10 Film Festival, which is a celebration of Canadian film, uh, and that takes place in January, and then tours around the country for the rest of the year. Yeah. So if I make a short film, yeah. it's a minute and a half, two minutes long, yeah. maybe three minutes, yeah. it's kind of like The Log Rider. Remember The Log Rider yeah. from, from the Canadian sure, Heritage yeah, yeah, Films? Yeah. So I make a film like that. Um, how would you describe, from your expertise perspective, whether and, and why I should post it on YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook video, uh, or, or LinkedIn video and Twitter video, where should I be putting my little short film? 
I mean, for put it. That can yeah, see that. that's a good question. Put it everywhere okay. um, if you're a short film creator because um, you're new to the industry and you just want to get it out there. You want to yeah. get the maximum amount of eyeballs on yeah. it. Um, but each platform uh, allows you to reach a different type of person. Vimeo yeah. is where creators are. Vimeo it does video creators. Video creators. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you're not you're not optimized for search necessarily, mm -hmm. but um, you're on a platform that creators respect, mm -hmm. um, that they use as, each, as calling cards with each other, mm -hmm. and so it's a great place to house your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube is where people could just stumble on your stuff and you could blow up overnight. Um, but there is also when you're a new like channel. Like Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but when you're a new platform, um, you know, on most places that aren't Vimeo, it's not just about posting one video, it's about having a channel strategy, yeah. uh, which is the, the challenging thing. So it's, it's about giving people something to look forward to at a regular cadence. So is it daily, weekly, monthly? Um, if, why they should subscribe. Why they should subscribe, because yeah, your, your model on all these other platforms is based on subscription, okay. and that's how you get reach. So. And why Facebook video or LinkedIn video? What about those? Who, who are those audiences? I mean, LinkedIn is going to be your professional audience, yep. um, and you know, if you're a filmmaker, uh, there's a lot of tradespeople that you can reach through that medium, um, which which is great for mm. again in a calling card kind of way mm. like uh, Vimeo. Um, Facebook is is great to just get your own community rallying yeah. behind you. Yeah. That's where you get your your friends and fans and and uh, and you know their friends to share and get get it out there, create a bit of a grassroots movement. Um, and Twitter is sort of in the moment coverage. So depending on what your your film is about, if it's topical, it's related to a hashtag of the day or a news trending item, mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity to tack it onto that and get it out there in that way. That's cool. Yeah. And well, something that we've been uh, piloting at TIFF is looking at one medium you didn't mention, which is Instagram, yeah. uh, which has traditionally been more of a photo sharing service. Uh, we started an Instagram film festival in yeah. partnership with Instagram awesome. two years ago. And the whole idea was looking at new creators, primarily young creators, giving them a bridge from the digital world into a sort of cinematic universe like awesome. with TIFF. Um, zero barriers to entry. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is really have a phone. Yeah. Um, if you have a camera, then use your camera, but make a 60 second film, yeah. load it on, onto Instagram. iMovie, maybe? Yeah. Using iMovie. Using iMovie, whatever. YouTube capture. It could be a single shot as yeah. well. Yeah. Like we have people who've literally just shot it on their phones yeah. and submitted. Uh, hashtag a TIFF, uh, TIFFX Instagram. Yeah and then you're submitted. We've gotten thousands of applications wow. from all over the world, and two years in a row we've found, uh, we, we've had a, a judge's choice winner, we've put together jury members who are like acclaimed filmmakers, Xavier yeah. um, Dolan, Ava DuVernay, um, you know, great, great acclaimed filmmakers um, who have just looked at new people's work yeah. that they're creating in the digital space and we're so using cool. Instagram, which is one of the most creative communities out there to surface that work. It's amazing. Yeah. And what about live video? What does that mean for TIFF and, and some of the, the creators out there? Live video has been a huge part of our strategy over the past few years. Um, what we've realized is that you know TIFF as a nexus for international film during that, uh, during specifically uh, the September timeframe, um, a lot of people are interested in what's happening, but they can't be there. Hmm. And so what we're trying to do in the digital space is invite people mm -hmm. in as much as possible. That's what it means to be the People's Film mm -hmm. Festival, rather than being a sort of an exclusive or elitist uh, yeah. type festival that might exist somewhere else in the world. But for us, it's really about bringing people in in as many ways as mm -hmm. possible. So we use live video in, in a few different ways. Um, we broadcast our entire industry conference so that if you're a creator who can't afford to get an industry mm -hmm. badge, you can still watch all the news, you can still hear from the top creators in the mm -hmm. world about the craft of how they do things, yeah. and you could follow that along through our, our YouTube live streams. 
we do our press conferences with all the big stars on Facebook. Cool. That's where we're reaching a broad audience. Mm. We have a red carpet live show that's yeah. hosted in partnership with us in Vanity Fair. Mm. Um, and every star that comes to every red carpet is interviewed. Mm -hmm. And that content is just delivered right out to people on, on Facebook. We also like to go behind the scenes. And so that's where we use Instagram Live yeah. to give people more of that mobile, like in the moment coverage. Yeah backstage yeah. as people are just getting ready to go premiere their, their movie for the first time, all the butterflies mm -hmm. in the stomach, they're walking out. So, you know, through uh, our various channels, mm -hmm. we're trying to hit people with different uh, aspects of the experience. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, while you're here at DX3, you're meeting a lot of folks, seeing a lot of things happening. Um, we're coming out here from Vancouver. Do you think that uh, the Vancouver, Vancouver International Film Festival, will ever get to the size or the, the, the fame of, of TIFF? I, you know what, I think if they want to, they yeah. certainly can. Okay. I think there's space in this world. At, at, well, what's happening right now in, in the film world is that, you know, we're in a post-Netflix world, and that means that in order for people to come out to see a movie, it yeah. needs to be an event, yeah. right? And what film festivals are is events. It's like, you know, at TIFF we have 400 films, that's 400 uh, premieres of different kinds and scales. That's 400 events, yeah. and um, it's a way for, it, you know, even Netflix, they bring their movies to us at the festival well, still, oh, wow. and they premiere them, and then they show up on Netflix a few months later oh, sometimes. Wow. So, I mean, a lot of people are still looking to cut through the noise, yeah. create an event, create a Twitter trending yeah. moment or whatever around their film, and so we, I think there's space. There's lots of space for all the film festivals here. The question is, do you want to be... The, the big red carpet, glitzy and, and glam kind of fest? Yeah. Or do you want to be something else? Do you want to be focused on a, a more of a niche in the, yeah. in the filmmaker community? And I think there's space for all kinds and ranges of festivals. So it's a really exciting time. That's really cool. So um, best book that you can recommend that you've read lately? Ooh, best book. Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I spend most of my you time... Could go, you could go blog or yeah, magazine. Yeah. Those work as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, best magazine that I could recommend to people is Fast Company. Okay. Um, I think that uh, if you are in the arts, yeah. or if you're in tech, yeah. uh, or business, there's something for you in all three of those lines. Yeah. For me, I'm at, my, my work is at the intersection of, of all yeah. three of these, and that's why I find Fast Company is fantastic. Like, they, awesome. they give you that coverage at the intersection. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, your five favorite apps in, in your life right now. My five and, favorite apps. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's ones that you, you, you can't live without or ones that you just love right now. Right. Um, so Instagram is uh, definitely, you know, an app that I use all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm a very visual uh, person, and yeah. so just, like, seeing my, being up to date with my friends. Yeah. Uh, through the pictures that tell their story is, is, is awesome for me. Um, Twitter is where I am for news, yeah. and uh, you know I, I use it as a news platform. Yeah. I think they're doing an amazing job of curating mm -hmm. news, so it's not just what's in your feed, it's what's curated by the Twitter Moments yeah. team. Um, they really get what I'm interested mm -hmm. in, and they serve that to me through that platform really well. Um, and then in terms of just uh, a convenience, there's two apps that I use uh, on a regular basis that make my life simpler, save me time. One of them is Ritual. Um, I can order meals through there, nice. and I know exactly when it's going to be ready yep. so I don't have to wait in the line. Nice. And I just show up and I pick it up. Yep. Another one is Diner. Um, I'm often making spur of the minute plans to, to have meals with friends. And instead of just going to a restaurant that you know is going to yeah. be mediocre, you're like, oh, we want to eat at a, at a great spot. Histor you know, in, in the past, you'd have to, like, try and call around yeah. and make a bunch of calls yeah. to get in somewhere. Um, now you just have Diner, which tells you like last minute reservations wow. that have popped up based on 
cancellations That's at awesome. like the, the hottest restaurants in the city. Is so. it using OpenTable? It's yeah, using OpenTable as yeah. a backend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Well, any things that you want to leave? Any kind of words of knowledge, words of inspiration to our uh, listeners here on the Marketing Jam Show? Uh, yeah. So in terms of um, advice, I guess uh, that I would leave for people. Um, one of them would be always follow the growth. Um, I, that's some advice that was given to me early on in my career when I was, I, I came out of school right as the market was sort of collapsing in 2008 and I was working in banking, so I was kind of at the center of that. And uh, I got some advice at that time from a mentor of mine who said, follow the growth. Where do you see growth happening mm. in this company while the economy is collapsing? And I was like, I guess risk management. Everybody needs to figure out how to manage risk right now. And he was like, go there. And I went there, and that ended up being a huge move for me in my mm. career. And I've taken that advice ever since. Mm. When I came to TIFF, I, uh, my initial job was working in our executive office. Mm. And when I found out that the the, the big move mm. and the big growth for TIFF was going to be launching a digital mm. team, uh, I was like, I want to go there. And I want to learn everything I can about wow. digital and content and media strategy. And, and I picked up those skills, and I moved into that team. So it's always served me really well. Uh, so that's the advice I would give people. Yeah. Thanks for being on the Marketing Jam show. Yeah, really appreciate you being here. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.